You're listening to the Am Writing Fantasy Podcast. In today's publishing landscape, you can reach fans all over the world. Query letters are a thing of the past. You don't even need a literary agent. There is nothing standing in the way of making a living from writing. Join two best-selling authors who have self-published more than 20 books between them. Now, on to the show with your hosts, Autumn Burt and Jasper Schmidt. Hello, I am Jasper. And I'm Autumn. This is episode 59 of the Am Writing Fantasy Podcast. And we have a topic that came up over and over and over again in past episodes, and that is dictation. And I think it has come up as side comments more often than, well, I, I don't know, just about anything else on past episodes. So we thought we better turn it into a full episode, and that is how to use dictation for your writing. Was there any better medium than a podcast to talk about dictating your novel? I think this is perfect. Yeah, it, it, it ties in pretty well, doesn't it? I think so. It's like we planned this or something. <laughs> well, I, I I feel like it's fate that planned itself this way because <laughs> it, I mean, I I honestly I I was trying to think earlier today how many times the dictation has been well these sort of side comments in the past and it's yeah. it's just I don't know but it's been a lot of times. Yeah, I, I mean, I think I could name three or four off the top of my head. So that's that is quite a lot actually. <laughs> it's at least on our minds. I'm not sure about our listeners, but we'll see. Yeah, 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 yeah. But but I think this will this is going to end up being quite an interesting uh, conversation because uh, well I, I use I do dictation myself and and I know Autumn you've sort of tried it a bit but I also feel like you might not be the biggest fan of it. So exactly. we'll see how this we, goes. Yeah, I think we'll have a nice wide perspective of our thoughts on dictation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that's good. That's good. Yeah, I but, like that. Uh, but first of all, uh, I wanted to so I wanted to hear just how 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 your week been, Autumn. Oh, it's been good. Good. My parents came up to Vermont, which is always um, so that's where I'm staying right now, and it's a seven and a half hour drive. So of course I'm like so nervous with oh. my parents on the road that long. They're getting a little older, which always when you see them in person, you see the you see the truth of that. No matter how many times Did you FaceTime someone. Did I do that in one stretch? They did. Hour they are hardcore travelers. When I was a teenager, we drove from the East Coast to the West Coast and back on a two-week trip. Um, so, you know, so 7,000 miles. Yeah, I, my wandering ways are very legit. So <laughs> it was great to have them come up. And it was, it's been a long, long, long time since um, I've hosted them actually in a place I was living Um probably almost a decade. So it's been a long time. I've stayed with them, but to actually have them here and be the host was very different. And it's, it's not a huge apartment. It's a two bedroom with one bath. So it was a lot of, thank goodness they're family. You know? Right. <laughs> Put up and stuff, but it was great having them up and showing them around the Brattleboro and the town. So I thought it was great having some family time. How was yeah, your, that's good. Um, it, it's been good in general, but I think as well that we've had a bit of a, what seems like a, a streak of bad luck when it comes to injuries. And in Oh no, <laughs> someone else got hurt? Yeah. yeah, on the on the previous podcast episode, I shared how I, I hurt my wrist about yeah, a, a month ago. Which hopefully ago. is better. Yeah, it's, it's, it's still not 100% oh. okay, but it's, it's pretty good now. Okay. It's, it's minor stuff. But then last Monday... 
we came back home from soccer practice and uh, my youngest son started complaining that he's, uh, his knee was hurting. Oh, no. Yeah. And then it was like, oh, okay, that's that's not good. You know, try and, you know, sit on the couch and relax for a bit and, uh, and stuff like that, right? Wh- whatever else you think to do. And then a couple of hours went by and... Um, and he, he, he was still sort of just hurting. So he, he went to bed in the evening. And then the next day when he uh, got up in the morning, he just couldn't walk. Oh, no. Yeah. So it was it was really bad. So we thought, okay. <laughs> we, uh, the, so he, of course, did not go to school because he could not walk anywhere. <laughs> so uh, we took him to the doctor. And uh, so I'm going to try this out. So he said it was a sprained cruciate ligament okay. <laughs> i hope that's how you pronounce it <laughs> i think that's pretty close i actually um we had a dog who sprained his cruciate uh, see i'm not gonna pronounce it either but ligament as well so that's not yeah. a, that's a long injury to heal from yeah i i googled that translation by the way because <laughs> i had no idea what it was called in english <laughs> but uh but yeah i mean the so the doctor said that he should uh, just rest um which he then did last week, okay. and it probably took like I don't know five days or something. Then the pain was gone, so he he does not have any pain anymore, and he can walk around completely normal. Um, but the doctor told us last week that so this week, meaning the week after the pain has gone, mm-hmm. he still needs to take it easy because otherwise it can come back. Yeah. So he's not allowed to play soccer practice this week, and I can tell you that somebody is <laughs> not very happy about yeah. that. Uh, but in general, you know, just trying to get him to take it easy. Just imagine how easy that is to tell a young boy that you, you can't run around too much and please, you know, settle down. It's just, it's not easy. At least he understands English. Try telling that to a small carn terrier who <laughs> is very feisty. So at oh, yeah. least you might be able to reason with your kid, especially I know how passionate he is about soccer. So, yeah, he loves it. Yeah, maybe. I know it's going to grate him, but it's like, never play again or just don't play this week? Hmm. Uh, <laughs> no, maybe never again is a bit too far. But, but I did tell him today, you know, that, well, the, the reason that you can't go to soccer, it's, it's because if you go to soccer, then it might get worse. And then it's going to end up taking even longer before you can get back to playing. Exactly. Uh, so you, you're sacrificing one week so that you can be- get back quickly. Uh, he seemed to accept that. Oh, <laughs> excellent. <laughs> could be yeah. reasoned with. <laughs> well, you can at least try to sit there and bop, him, bop some balls off of his head or something, maybe. just. Move <laughs> <the light off. laughs> He's not a dog, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that's my experience. I only know dogs. <laughs> yeah, that's what I meant. <laughs> a week on the internet with the Am Writing Fantasy Podcast. Okay, so today we have something really special to announce. So if you are listening to this episode on the day that it releases, and that will be the 10th of February 2020, then yesterday, on the 9th of February, we opened a very special reward. Uh, Do you want to tell what it is, Autumn? Or do you want me to? Oh, you go ahead. I just took a drink of tea anyway, so... (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so basically what we're going to do is that we are going to offer one free seat in our premium writing course, the Ultimate Fantasy Writer's Guide. 
I'm so excited about this because I love new students and I know how much someone loves getting a spot in this course, especially for free. So I think this is a really big giveaway. Yeah. So this is a... Uh, uh, remind me again, Autumn, what is it, six, $700 normally for the seat in the course, right? Almost $600. Yes, $597. Yeah. yeah. So $597, yeah. So big giveaway. You get five ninety-seven for free um, <laughs> by basically what we what you need to do is that you need to sign up to become a patron supporter. So everybody who signs up to become a patron supporter between the 9th of February 2020 and the 23rd of February 2020, they will get their name in the pot and we will draw one random winner at um, uh, to win this free seat uh, of the Ultimate Fantasy Writer's Guide course. Yes. And, and this is a good... This is not just writing. I think we should tell let people know about that. It's not just like yeah. how to write. But it's I was just about to ask you if you could explain <laughs> what this entails. Well, see, I was just somehow reading your mind from, yeah. oh, how many thousands? Oh, we should look up. We should Google how many thousands of miles <laughs> we are from each other. That'd be hilarious. But yeah, so it's six modules on how to write, how to develop an idea to write the beginning, the middle, the end, to make sure you you really develop and create a good story as well as character and world building because it is geared towards fantasy writers. And then there are modules on how to grow your fans, how to do marketing and outreach, how to do editing, and then even one on formatting and covers and all those things you need to know for publishing. And then I've got a final one module on how to grow your author platform and, you know, become more professional and not just, you know, if you really want to become a full-time author or even just make this more of a business model, it's, you know, how to grow your platform that way as well. So it's 12 modules. And like I said, it covers everything from, I have this idea to, I have several books under my belt and this is my brand. So it's really cool. I love it. it's a one-stop shop on how to write. Yeah, absolutely. So Everybody who becomes a patron within between the 9th of February sorry, and the 23rd of February will get their name in the pot, as I said, and you might end up the lucky winner. But there's actually more than that because every single one who signs up during this time frame will also get a copy, uh, the ebook copy of our f- upcoming guidebook on how to plot a novel. So whether you win the seat in the guide course or not, you will, no matter what, get that ebook of the plotting book as soon as it comes out. It's scheduled to come out a bit later this year, but you will get it as soon as it comes out. So you are guaranteed to win something. (laughs) Which we like. Everyone should get something to take home with them. Yeah. And of course, all the normal rewards that we're offering over on Patreon is applicable as well. So you're, of course, going to get all of those as well. Once you sign up, uh, you can see those on the Patreon page itself. There's a link in the show notes. Um, and I, I guess I should also point out that once we do release this uh, guide on how to plot a novel, we're going to charge $9.99 for it. So and uh, you can get into book. Patreon and a special reward for $1.00. So it's sort of a no-brainer, really. <laughs> it's worth it for to sign up. And, and yeah, you'll get some great stuff. Not to mention, I mean, we've been doing posts and stuff on there for, what, a year now? 
And it's there's a lot of information just to read through if you went back to the beginning and started there. Oh, yeah, there's a lot of information in there. And uh, also at the $5 tier, you get access to the monthly uh, Q&A sessions. Uh, so oh, those right. are also in there. There's recordings for you of all the past Q&As that you can listen to as well. That's true. That That's some good stuff. Yeah. Um, and uh, I guess also very important to, to note is that uh, by joining on Patreon, you're also helping to ensure that uh, Autumn and I will keep the Am Writing Fantasy podcast going. So there is that as well. Which is very important to uh, not only you, I hope, but to us. And it lets us know how much you appreciate uh, what we're doing. Yeah, absolutely. So there, as I said, there's a link in the show notes. So just go and check that one out and see if you want to support us there. Uh, and do remember the offer disappears on the 23rd of February. And on to today's topic. So we're going to talk about dictation, Autumn. Yes, we are. We're going to talk about dictation. That's really actually kind of, my dad would appreciate that. <laughs> That talk about of, talking. Yeah, we're going to talk about talking. About yeah, long talking, writing talking. <laughs> so I don't know. Before we get into all of this stuff around dictation, should we just start out maybe by what is our own experience with dictation and, and what have we used it for and why? Before we talk about any, uh, well, all the advice stuff, I guess. I guess. I mean, some of mine will come up with. Um, the pros and cons as I saw it, but I can try to keep save those for the end. And I will just say the, the cold facts of what I've done with dictation and maybe why I tried to do it, mm -hmm. but it's up to you. You've been doing this longer than I have. And I don't know if you want to start with why you picked up dictation and what you're, what you think of it so far. Yeah. Uh, so that's well there's a bit of story attached to that actually because <laughs> <laughs> um I don't quite remember when it was exactly it's prob it's probably a year ago maybe more to be honest uh, I'm not quite sure but I had one day where uh, well I woke up in the morning and then my index finger was completely stiff mm. uh, so and it took like uh, you know, like I went to the showers and, and all that, brushed my teeth and so forth. And then I started to move it, uh, being, being able to move it again. And it uh, and it, it happened for a while like that. You know, every morning oh I gosh. woke up, uh, I would have a stiff finger and I was thinking like, oh, this is not good, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, if you want to earn a living as a writer, then it's not good that you are, you're you not able write. to write. <laughs> no typing yeah. for you, yeah. So... So I was a bit concerned, uh, not not that all of a sudden like that uh, out of the blue that uh, I would have issues with my fingers just like that all, but I was more like thinking long term, right? That I was concerned if I'm feeling stiff fingers already now at this age, you know, <laughs> how, how is it going to be in ten years if I keep writing all this stuff? Uh, and and if if you lose your ability to write, then you know I was pretty concerned where would, where what would that lead to? And that was actually how I started thinking about and, and why I started doing the dictation was just because, well, I guess you could call it a health reason like that mm -hmm. uh, because that I, I just, sense. yeah, I just wanted to, well, be a bit more gentle on my fingers. That was one thing. But the other thing is that usually when, for example, if I have conference calls or, or phone calls and stuff like that, I like to walk around because I feel like when I'm walking, I'm thinking better. 
Okay. Uh, it's probably it's just probably just me telling myself that. <laughs> I guess it's probably <laughs> not true, but but I, it just feels like I'm thinking better when I'm walking. So, and, and moving about as well instead of sitting in front of the computer all the time in front of a keyboard. I also felt that that would probably be better for me in the long term. So that was the other reason that I also okay. picked it up. So uh, yeah. Oh, that's still a good story. I, I I didn't actually know that while you started because I think um, for me is one I knew you were do, doing dictation, but you're not the only person I know. And there's been so many authors. Um, Joanna Penn has done a podcast and a blog post on why she does dictation and why she moved to it. Mm-hmm. And so many people have said that they write so much faster. They use time that they might not have been using otherwise. So you can kind of fit it in maybe in different ways. If you have a hard time sitting down at your keyboard, you know, technically you could go dictate while you're making dinner, as long as you're, you know, you've got the microphone and something hooked up, or if you're taking a walk, or I was thinking about it on my commute, I have currently an hour drive each way. And I was thinking, well, I could try dictation. I mean, my brain's rolling about usually about my stories or what I'm working on anyway. So why don't I give that a try? And all these other people are doing it and they're saying it is so much faster and they're like getting a book out in a month, you know, or, you know, you're doing so many more, maybe 5,000 words in a session or it's just Mm. going so much faster. Even if you did a whole chapter, uh, you know, sometimes to sit down and write, type out a chapter, uh, talking, if you're organized is so much faster than typing so that you could actually have this much more work done if you dictate. And so that's, I was like, darn, that's it. I'm giving this a try. <laughs> so that's what brought me to dictation. Right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I mean, so basically, well, I really like it. Uh, I guess that's, that's what I can, I mean, I, it's a lot more productive, um, and I don't, one of the things, and, and I don't know, some people, I think some writers share this challenge uh, with me, but uh, others probably don't. But when I'm typing stuff, I often find myself, you know, my, my thinking is way ahead of my fingers. Uh-huh. So, and then sometimes I struggle to remember what, it, what was it that I just thought that I wanted to write here? <laughs> and then, and then I sort of, pause because I have to think again because I'm usually like three four sentences ahead of how fast I can type okay and and that's really annoying because it, it disrupts my flow all the time whereas when I'm speaking or dictating I can just keep up with my trail of thought so it's it's a lot easier I can see that and I think so you've definitely found a use for it and I'm gonna I can give some pros and cons to when I think it works and when I think it doesn't work and my, why it might not be the best fit for the way my mind works, which we'll admit might be the only mind like mine on the planet, but probably not. Probably there's somewhere <laughs> out there who's as kooky as me. But I know part of what I came up against when I first started looking at this was people talk about dictation. So what do you dictate into? And I ended up sending you this email saying, okay, how do you do this? When I started doing some research saying, how do I even get started with this? So you can, can you tell people how you're doing your dictation? In terms of equipment? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, Okay. So, and by the way, I'll I'll put links in the show notes to all of this uh, equipment stuff as well. So, so people can go on and find it. Um, but so what I use is that I use a handheld recorder, 
Uh, in my case, I use an Olympus uh, WS852. Uh, so it's just like a pretty small and simple handheld recorder. Um, and then I use a standard headset uh, because then, as I said before, then I can move around. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I have equipped that headset with a mini fur so that it blocks out <laughs> any wind noise because uh, I have actually been walking outside dictating books. Uh, I mean, people might look a bit weird at you <laughs> when you're walking by and talking about somebody slaying dragons and whatnot. But, uh, <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> but that's Life fine. should be that interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> but uh, so I equipped the uh, headset with that mini fur uh, to block out the wind noise. Um, and then, of course, uh, the main thing here is that you need a... Uh, dictation software meaning like a speech to text software mm-hmm. uh, and here i use dragon natural speaking uh, because that is by far the best software on the market there's nothing that does a uh, dictation as well as uh, dragon naturally speaking um, and that's basically what i use so in total this is going to set you back something like f- a bit, bit less than 400 dollars, i think um and of course, the main expense here is the software, the Dragon Naturally Speaking. Um, but of course, if you don't have money for that, you might be able to find some secondhand version on eBay or, or something like that. Yeah. And that's what, to just give it a try, I wanted to start cheaper. And so I looked at um, Google Drive actually has a pretty, you know, it's still Google. And so it has a half decent um, text to speech. Google Docs. Yeah. Yes. And then I ran into the problem where even if I wanted to do the Dragon um, dictation software, I can't because I'm on a Mac and they killed their Mac platform about two or three years ago. So mm. you could only buy it for a PC and that just pisses me off, but we won't go there. <laughs> and <laughs> they have something new called Dragon Anywhere, which is... Um, text to type so it actually you don't have to record it where the what you're doing is actually kind of neat you literally are just talking into a microphone it is recording it and it's not turning itself off or anything else and it's you don't see what it's doing where the dragon anywhere you're live talk to type so as you speak it is translating onto a page and if you're looking at it you will then look at it and be a little bit distracted or you'll see the spelling errors. And so I really think if you're going to do dictation, you want something where you're literally just talking into something and you're not going to see the visual. Otherwise you get incredibly distracted. And I would say with the Google drive option, which I did try out first because, Hey, I already had it. It's already set up on my phone. Mm. It has the problem where once you pause, if you're, if you're a pauser and you need to think about the next sentence or just something it'll just turn itself off so then you have to press the button again and get it going again and then you see what you've been talking and oh it's just yeah that's i think you really if you're going to do this you need to find a way of being able to talk to something and then upload that sound file um to something else that's going to translate it because otherwise you're going to get way too frustrated and too caught up in looking and reading at what you just did and see that it shouldn't translate something right and especially when you get like my current um work in progress has a lot of Gaelic and Native American names and I'm sorry to ask uh Adahe, Google Drive does not know what to do with that where I the Dragon software you can teach it 
to recognize those words. And it's a lot of time investment, but you, if you're really going to write, you know, 80,000 words or a whole series, you can actually get it up to speed on what you're talking and we'll actually spit it out perfectly. But yeah. the Dragon Anywhere, and that was the other problem. Dragon Anywhere requires an internet connection. And where my life takes me, I don't have that all the time. So I could not actually yeah. use it at times. And I think as well, Dragon Anywhere is a subscription service. It so is a monthly fee. That, I don't like that personally. I, I like to just buy the software and then I own it. Yeah. Um, and I was very disappointed that it didn't have the capabilities as the Dragon your um, using the natural speaking, I would, you know, if it had a subscription where I could then use like the upload the file and have it translate, I would have been, it would have been worth a month at, month for me just to give it a good earnest try. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it doesn't have that capability. It is literally just the talk to type. It doesn't have the upload. And so it was very frustrating when you're stuck in this world of so many different platform users. My parents are all Linux and or in Linux, and so yeah, there's a lot of people not using PCs. Hello, Dragon, are you listening? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I there was there used to be an an Apple version of it. Uh, or yeah, Mac they version killed of it. it but yeah, they killed it because they they couldn't get it to work properly. I mean, it was making too many mistakes and all that. So so they they killed it. So um, put it online. Make yeah, it cloud based. I'm, I'm just, <laughs> if there's a market for it, I'm sure that they will they will something but hopefully i mean if you just want to play around for a bit uh testing it you know you can use the google docs uh, ios software also has the built-in dictation software that is powered by siri yeah uh, so you, you can play around with it like that or even use dragon anywhere if, if that's you know just for a month or something to yeah test and the dragon it. anywhere has it does have a 14-day free trial so i did give that a right. go uh right. which yeah, it's, i love it when people do do that uh, they, you know, they give you a chance to drive it. So I didn't yeah. use the Dragon anywhere and just consciously made sure I was somewhere with internet connection when I gave it a go. But it was very, like I said, it's it would be so much better to be able to do it like you're doing it. And I think Joanna Penn, it's literally talking into a recorder and then uploading that file. Yeah, because basically the way it works on my end is that I have my handheld recorder and I, I just talk into that one. And then once I'm done, uh, I just stop the recording and I plug it into the USB port of my computer and then it just transcribes the whole thing into a, into a document, right? So it's, it's perfect. Um, but unfortunately, I would say that at this point in time, at least when we're recording this, maybe mm -hmm. it'll change. So probably it will change in the future, I'm pretty sure. But right now, Dragon Natural Speaking is the only proper software, I think, if you want to dictate an entire novel that is usable, otherwise you you can use other things like we talked about, but you know, I don't think you're going to get an optimal result without Dragon, naturally speaking. Yeah. And I could say having just done the research, I think in December that, or maybe it was even November, but it was still very recently that there were a couple other ones that talk about being novel, but for reviews and comments, uh, Dragon is is the way to go and it really has a good solid platform where if you're going to do something that's 80 to 100 and some thousand words it's it's designed to handle that where so many of the other ones are more for spreadsheets and business reports so they're like 5000 to 10000 words and that's that's really what they were designed to handle but there's a few who are trying really hard to compete 
But I think for what people were saying, just being able to transcribe the words into sentences the way you're saying it, uh, Dragon is definitely still the best. I think Google was coming up second because they do use their AI um, deep thought that, you know, they're really, they're getting very, very good Google is and yeah, understanding yeah. what you're saying, but they're not actually quite as good as Dragon for uh, for this text to type or talk to type. No, indeed. I mean, and, and the last thing you want to be annoyed about when you're trying to <laughs> dictate an entire novel is the software. So if you're getting annoyed with just, a, it would be like having a, a faulty keyboard and trying to write a novel, right? I mean, you don't want to deal with that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, and I know. Okay. Maybe, Go ahead. Yeah. No, I was just saying maybe I could just talk a bit about uh, training your Dragon software because okay. I'll have to assume for the rest of this episode that we're talking about dra- the Dragon software because not much, <laughs> not much else makes sense to me. Well, yeah, I was um, going to ask because I saw even when I was doing the research that there were really two minds about how you do the dictation, and there was some actually. I think Joanna Penn um, and a few other authors just literally talk the way we're talking right now. And they don't worry about saying period, uh, space, uh, new well. paragraph. But I think you do something differently. So maybe this is where you're heading. Yeah, well, yeah, we can get into all that. But but what I wanted to say first was essentially, so when you get your Dragon software, mm-hmm. you basically have to train it a bit because there are, well, like me, of course, I'm not even native English speaker, but so, so, but, but even if you are native English speaking, there is a lot of different, um, uh, well, what do you call it? Like not slangs, but, uh, accents, dialects, dialects and accents. Yeah. Everyone's a little different. Yeah. So, so the software need to learn how you are pronouncing words. Um, and if you take a bit of time to actually train the software, uh, mm-hmm. then you can get a very, very accurate result. So I think my dictation is about 99% accurate when I dictate. It's very, very rare that software makes any mistake. Um, The few times it happens, then it's usually because either I'm speaking way too fast, (laughs) uh, which I have a tendency to do, uh, if I don't sort of remind myself to at least pronounce the words properly, (laughs) then then sometimes the software might misunderstand me. Or if I'm out walking and the wind is blowing straight into the microphone, then of course it, it goes wrong, right? But right. Uh, but it's like one percent of the time. So usually it works wonders. Um, and then I would say uh, what you do is that you take a, a few chapters of your own writing and you use that as the training. Of, for the software, basically. So when, once, you're, once you're starting, the, the, the software will actually ask you to, to start dictating some stuff so that it can learn uh, your way of pronouncing words. And, and there I'm, I'm saying, take your own book uh, mm-hmm. or something you wrote yourself and then start dictating that because then the software will learn your way of writing because what you wrote is also when you start dictating your novel it's going to be sort of in the same way of you know it's the same word you're using it's the same way you're speaking um so you might as well train it from the get-go on your work rather than some other author's work uh, so sense. don't don't pull down a random book from the bookshelf and start dictating <laughs> you know well, it's if a wasted novel, opportunity, yeah. Don't. If you don't have a novel, then just write 3,000 words of random stuff, you know, a random story or whatever, and then use that as your method. 
That sounds good. Uh, yeah, and then once you're done with that and you need the software to transcribe, uh, then it actually does allow you uh, to basically connect straight into Scrivener. Hmm. Uh, we talked about Scrivener in episode 54, if uh, anybody needs some input on that. But it does allow you to do that, but I actually don't. Uh, I always pull up a clean notepad, and then I ask the software to transcribe into the notepad rather than into Scrivener. And then I copy-paste from the notepad and into Scrivener. And the reason I do that is because I don't want to have any conflicting functionality between Scrivener and Dragon uh-huh. so that when Dragon transcri- transcribes, it, there is no like software on the other side, so to speak, that it might have any conflicts with. So a notepad, there is no co- software no. in the notepad at all. <laughs> Uh, so it's just transcribing and, and that works best. So that's how I do it at least. Oh, that sounds pretty good. And so when you were saying with dictation, you then you do put in your periods and you tell open quotes and end quotes. And so how do you, how long did it take you to get used to talking your punctuation? Well, actually not as long as you think. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I don't remember exactly how long I spent getting used to it, but it came pretty quickly. Uh, but I think miles will vary on this. You know, every person will be a slightly different. Some some people will find it very difficult, where others, maybe like me, I found it quite easy. Um, but you, the thing is that if you want to start using dictation, then it's not a thing that you try one time and then you give up, <laughs> uh, thinking that, well, okay, I tried it, that doesn't work. I was, you know, give it at least a week or two if you're dictating every day and, and mm-hmm. then go for it for a week or two and see, and then you can decide afterwards that if it doesn't work for you, that that's fine. But it's dictation is not for everyone for sure. But I, I also believe that a lot of people, they just give up too fast because it is different and you it need to different. train your brain to do it. Yes, that would be my biggest comment too, is even if you decided to go with, uh, like Joanna Penn, who doesn't do the punctuation and you just talk. Cause that was, I was willing to just start with that and just narrate a story. So you're basically telling a story to, you know, the wind and yeah. just go ahead and tell, speak your book. And I still kind of am in love with that idea, but I did find like my tips. If you're going to give this a try, You should have some pretty, I think it'd be harder to be a pantser unless you're a really good pantser, but you should have an idea of where your story is going because you can get off track or get lost very quickly. And like I said, and the worst thing you can do is actually have it doing the talk to text where you're seeing it put out what you're doing. So you don't want to do that. You want to be able to talk right into a microphone and you want to be able to sit down and focus. I, you cannot do this while you're driving. Trust me, that's very dangerous. <laughs> so do this while you're walking or sitting outside or sitting at home or, you know, you you really, especially until you get this going and used to it, you need to consider it your writing time. And it's not just a shortcut. You need to really work on this and focus. But you... It's to me, it's worse. It's so much easier to get lost and off track. But that's also because from my own learning abilities, I learn better when I, when I see it in front of me. I need to actually read. Uh, when I mm-hmm. when people speak to me, I actually do not comprehend it as well until I write it down, and then it clicks in my brain somehow. It becomes cemented, and so the dictation ended up being almost difficult that way because. 
I'm usually, I'm the memory uh, you often, Jesper, ask me, like, did, how did, well, I don't remember what we talked about. And I'm the one who remembers. <laughs> I, I'm the memory with my husband. I'm, I, I am the memory. But when I only hear it spoken, I don't remember it as well. So I was thinking, I was getting lost in my own story. I thought this would be easy because usually when I'm writing, I have the whole scene playing in my head like a movie and I'm just getting it out um, just trying to keep up with the characters and saying what I'm seeing. And so I'm like, obviously it'll be so much faster to just say what I'm seeing, but I would get lost. Like, did I say that? Did I, I was, I would get so complicated, like not remembering what I was trying to get to that. I actually like typing. I actually do like typing. I hate to say it. And I'm a fairly fast typist. I mean, I can go over 60 words a minute if I'm typing fast. I've done up to 90 words a minute. So I'm a really fast typist. So I usually do keep up with my thoughts. And I, if I get a thought that's ahead of time, I just write it down. Then I jump and I fill in backspacing. So I, my writing is not always front to back. It's sometimes front to middle to front to end to middle to front to end. Um, I'm very, I hate to admit how chaotic I am. It sounds horrible, but <laughs> I am not as linear as I thought I was and trying to dictate a chapter from front to back, I realize how much I'm not linear. And again, I think I could train my brain to do it, but definitely not having access to the software that would have made it easy or was kind of made it a huge challenge, I think for me, but I would definitely say if you're going to do this, be serious, work on a scene at a time, and have an idea of where you want to go. If you if you're good at winging things, I'm pretty good at winging things. I I, I always show up at the podcast with half baked ideas, and somehow we get to the end of it every time. <laughs> uh, but for the book, where I I am kind of a hybrid, and I like to plot, and I kind of know where it's going. It, dictation was a real huge challenge that I have put aside for my, for now. It sounds great, and I'd like to give it a try again even though I don't have a PC in my life at the moment. So I, I again, I'm just going to put it, maybe they'll do, hey, Dragon, cloud-based. Um, maybe if they do a cloud-based software system where I can use what you're using, I think it would yeah. definitely be worth trying again. But for the moment, I kind of like my, especially right now where my writing time is very limited and I can just come back, see where I left off and go. Um, and I don't need anything else but my laptop. I'm really good with that. So mm. that's where I'm at with my dictation. It's I think it sounds so good. I love it. I have this visualization of going out into the woods and just talking to the trees, telling my story to the world and having it flow. And that has not happened yet. <laughs> no, but uh, and and I I think everybody uh, you know everybody is finding their own way through it and and that's fine. I mean, for me at least, I, as you said before, I think it's important to uh, to dictate the commas, the full stops, and all of that stuff because when you get into the editing afterwards, if you don't have all the commas and the stops and the paragraph changes in there and all, it's just, it becomes one big mess. At least that's, <laughs> for me, it does. It's just like, whoa, what is going on here? And Your stream of consciousness for the yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, I, I just don't like that. I <laughs> yeah. like it. At least there was some structure in there. Yeah. Some of the commas will definitely be wrong and all that, mm -hmm. but, but at least there was, it reads like sentences and it reads like a story, right? Uh, uh, it's it does not read like a complete mess um, <laughs> because that that's the other part about it you know that 
the dictation for me is a tool for first drafting. Mm-hmm. It, it, I've tried to use it actually also for editing, and oh my god, what a nightmare! I can't imagine <laughs> that. Really, you should well, see the look on my face when you said that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a complete nightmare. So I'm never going to do that again. But uh, but it is for first drafting, and and because it is for first drafting, then I also feel that it's important to just keep the flow going Mm -hmm. and that ties in with what you just said before because you're absolutely right that at least for me it helps a ton to know exactly where i'm going so when i start dictating a chapter i know where it starts i know exactly what's going to happen in the chapter and i know where it ends so basically all i need to do is i need to fill in the blanks Mm -hmm. um which does mean for me, uh, my the plotting takes quite a long time because it's very detailed. Uh, but I, I would almost say that it's if you took a novel and you pulled out all the descriptions and all the you know the all the um, dialogues and all the description of of how the characters are feeling, then you have my plot uh, or plotting because it, it's so detailed. It's it's <laughs> explaining everything that happens. And all I need to do when I'm dictating is is basically putting in what the characters are seeing and what they're hearing and what they're feeling and, and their thoughts and, and, and then the dialogue, of course. But other than that, everything is in my outline already. And here, of course, I fully understand that we are all very different and we find our own way and that's perfectly fine. But at least if you know where you're heading, that makes a difference. Mm-hmm. Um, at least, well, with the Dragon software, actually, the Dragon software does not close down because you're stopping. So it doesn't matter, actually, if you stop and you think for 60 seconds about what you want to say and then you continue. The, the software will just, you know, Wait not transcribe you? those 60 seconds. So mm. it doesn't matter. So it, it's not like you're forced to keep it going all the time. What well, you just stop and you think that's, that's absolutely fine. But if we're talking about that we want to, dictate with a high word count Mm -hmm. per session then of course if you're stopping too much to think about things then that slows down your production right so yeah miles will or it'll vary how how you go about it but uh but but maybe just also to come back to the unique fantasy word that we talked that you mentioned earlier because Uh i have a bit of a trick that i use there um because especially with fantasy, uh, oh. we have a lot of <laughs> weird words. <laughs> no, really? Yeah, well, like character names, place names, and all the weird stuff that we come up with. Oh, um, yeah. And it's it's a bit of a nightmare to train the software to understand what it means. Mm-hmm. Um, because at well, then you would need to pronounce it exactly the same way every time. And you probably don't even do that as the author yourself. No, probably not. Um, no. So what I do is that I take a, uh, a small index card and then I make translations on it. So, for example, if our, well, for our coming series, um, our main character is Rayor. So I would just write on my index card Rayor and then I would write equal hero because he's the main character. Right. So whenever I come to, I need to dictate his name. I would just say open brackets, hero, close brackets, mm. and then continue. And then once I've transcribed the whole thing, then I'll just do a search and replace in Word and say, please, uh, you know, uh, replace this with a rayor. And then that's it. And you uh, and I do the same for all the different places. Uh, so I, I could just write, for example, one of the city, I could translate into just being capital or, you know, 
small city, big city, whatever. I mean, I have them on my index card, so I know what it means, what it is. Uh, so while I'm dictating, I'm I'm carrying my index card, and whenever I need to save the words, I just take a quick peek at the index card, and then I, I'll say the uh, the the, the replacement word instead, right? And so that just keeps the flow going and it makes sure that you don't end up with uh, <clears throat> some sort of weird transcription when you're going back to it to edit it. You don't even know what is what the city or this person I'm talking about here. I have no idea, right? It's, and I have tried that in the past. It's, it's really annoying when you're trying to, you know, edit a chapter that you, you dictated like uh, three weeks ago. <laughs> and you don't remember. Like, what is this? <laughs> that's what really did I do? Yeah, that that's actually really. I bet that helps speed it up, and that's a really good tip. Yeah, and the other thing I do also to just keep the flow, which I'm sure Autumn is going to get so annoyed when she gets oh, my dictated no. draft. Oh no! <laughs> but what I also do just to keep the, the flow going is that uh, I don't really, unless I, it comes to me straight out, then I don't really stop much for to describe setting. So if they are, for example, approaching a castle or something, I won't usually stop too much in my dictation flow to think about what the castle looks like. Instead, I'll just say, like, open brackets, insert description of castle here, close brackets, and then continue. <laughs> I can't wait for this. <laughs> and uh, I know you're going to love it when you get these first draft and it's like, oh, fuck all this description. I, have that. <laughs> I know exactly where I need to be, I guess, or <laughs> what I'll be adding. Yeah, but but it's basically, I mean, the, the intent of it is is just to you know keep the flow going, and and what exactly what the castle looks like doesn't matter for the story to be told. You know, you you can handle that in the editing, and there you can you can think more about okay, what what would it look like, and because also when you're dictating, you often say what just comes to you, and what comes to you is the cliches as well, and that's oh, yes. why I prefer not to do it while dictation because it's. It becomes very filled with cliches. <laughs> so let's go for the moment of truth. Considering you have plotting and then you have all this description and stuff you have to put in on the back end, do you really think dictation is faster than typing? I think if you are dictating, no, sorry, if you are plotting, I should say, like I do, mm -hmm. then... I think it might be a slightly faster, but probably not a lot. Okay. Because it takes me a long time to plot a novel because I, I explained that before, right? So <laughs> You're very detailed. But if you're one of the writers who you can get by with a plotting each of your chapters with like 10 bullet points mm -hmm. and you just know where it starts and you know a bit about what happens in the middle and you know where it ends. If, if, you, if you feel comfortable with your plotting at, at that level, then I think it will be a lot faster to dictate. Uh, because you, you you know essentially you could plot your entire novel in probably a week if you're okay with just bullet points, um, and then you just start dictating and and you can. It's not difficult at all if you spend like two to three hours dictating. It's not difficult to do four or five thousand words. That's that's pretty easy, and you have to write pretty fast if you're going to write five thousand words in two hours. Then you, yeah, you're pretty damn cool. fast if you can do that. Um, so it's not. Yeah, in terms of speeding up, it, it really helps a lot in, in, in that way. Well, that's fair enough. Well, so I think it's probably, if if it's something you want to try, I think it might be worthwhile. Like I said, I 
I struggled with it and I gave it a, I gave it a good college try, but it's not going to work for me at the moment, but I'm willing to go back to it at some point to give it another try. Cause I still have this, this idea in my head, but definitely, um, I want to do the dragon out naturally speaking. And until I can do that, I guess I'm just kind of waiting. Hello. <laughs> but <laughs> it's, uh, it's definitely still intriguing, but I have to admit, I still kind of like typing. No, that's perfectly fair. So I think in conclusion, you know, um, the main thing is here that you you sort of need to know where you're going in advance, whether you plot in detail like I do or, or a bit more high level, that's up to you. But but know where you're going in advance. Otherwise, I don't think pl- uh, dictation will help you much. Um, and then I would advise you to use some placeholder words instead of your wonderful fancy names. <laughs> uh, <laughs> And then, of course, uh, above all, you need the right equipment because otherwise it's not going to work, especially when it comes to dictation software. And unfortunately, Mac users, I, I'm not sure it's going to be well for you for the time being. But uh, we're waiting. But if you check out the show notes, then uh, I will have link all the equipment that I personally use there. Uh, there will be some links to eBay's and stuff, to, but it's basically just to show you the products. So there's no affiliate, there is no affiliate links there. You see, if I had dic- been dictating there, then Dragon would not understand what I said. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> but there's no affiliate links. That's what I was about to say. Uh, it is just to show you the, the product names. And if you don't shop on eBay, that doesn't matter. Just write down the product name and, and find it wherever else you shop instead. It, it's pretty commonplace products these that I use so there's nothing special in it so uh, I think that's um, that's the word on dictation sounds good talk to you next week (laughs) absolutely so we'll be back next week and uh, next Monday we're going to take a closer look at editing and which different types of editing is available to you if you like what you just heard, there's a few things you can do to support the Am Writing Fantasy Podcast. Please tell a fellow author about the show and visit us at Apple Podcast and leave a rating and review. You can also join Autumn and Jasper on Patreon.com slash Fantasy. For as little as a dollar a month, you'll get awesome rewards and keep the Am Writing Fantasy Podcast going. Stay safe out there and see you next Monday.